Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number one, two, three, four. Hey! Whoa! Wow. January 29th, 2024. I wonder if we'll break the high today. The record high uh, is 49 degrees on this day in 1931. And it was as chilly as 29 below on this day in 1951. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. They apparently, they being the uh, people who live around Potterhorn Park, have a sled fest in the winter, art sled rally. Hmm. In the summer, don't they have the puppets and the funny, oh, sure. funny yeah. things? And and uh, there's a story in Alpha News with a big picture of an art sled. Uh, in other words, a sled that's passing itself off as uh, the locals have, have uh, called it art. And it's a, a bunch of cardboard painted to look like bricks with flames coming off the top. Painted on the side of it is the third precinct. Oh. And in the absence of snow, I guess it was pushed down the sidewalk or something. And a crowd that's that I'm looking at in the picture that's uniformly white is just having a good time laughing at this. They think oh. there's well, a lot of chuckling. Engagement. It is. It's, it's good <laughs> community engagement. They're chuckling and the kids are pointing and it, it just looks great. So... Uh, fantastic. The, the, the problem is uh, in Minneapolis and St. Paul is not only who leads it, but who lives there. And uh, if this is passing itself off as humor and uh, artistic work, I would say that's uh, a further indication that Minneapolis is a bit a bit in trouble. Well, when I saw mm-hmm. the the video yeah. online, I said, oh, "That's why it's such an asshole." Okay, now yeah. it makes sense. Those happy people are the happy voters of Mary and Ilhan, Junior Mayor, and uh, Rock and Cows Governor. All right, that leads me to a good point. We had the Reverend Tim on Friday, and uh, many many emailers have weighed in including former state senator Dave Osmick wants me to know he bought his own stationery for some reason i gave him grief about when he left he took stationery with him he purchased that stationery he wants me <laughs> just, to know that just so you know right uh, but many 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 uh, uh, emailers weighed in on this and i'm going to condense it uh, their objection to tim uh, not their objection their criticism of tim's appearance I, I can get that down to one line. Tim kept saying, we need Republicans to address the crime issue. We need to sit down with Republicans. Tim, there aren't any. I, I should have uh, noted that Friday. There aren't any. That's that's the problem. The Minneapolis City Council is virtually all Democratic socialists. The mayor is a, is a progressive. The governor and the legislature are all progressive. The St. Paul City Council uh, includes among its members Democratic Socialists. There are no countervailing voices, Tim. Uh, I'm not sure that that would be the solution to the crime problem in Minneapolis. wouldn't necessarily be a sit-down at any table, regardless of who sat there. But in the event uh, that you think it's Republicans, Tim, you have to disabuse yourself of that notion. There aren't any. 
And that, that pretty much sums up. To the point where we had to beg that Fry was going to get reelected. Yeah. Uh, that, that pretty much sums up the emails. We, uh, we appreciate Tim's good work, and uh, he's a friend of the show, but he didn't make any sense Friday, and emailers were reflecting that. Uh, they did so civilly, but it boils down to, Tim, there aren't any Republicans. We, we wish there were. There aren't any. That's, that's the problem. And uh, I, I've got so much that uh, I just don't even know where, where uh, to begin. Do you know that Minneapolis made the bed bug list? Oh, is that good or bad? Well, that's a bad thing. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Daryl who writes, I bring you great news. <laughs> this past week, I ran across an interesting press release from Orkin Pest Control. <laughs> All right. On January 22nd, uh, just that would have been just last week, Orkin released its annual top 50 bed bug cities. A week ago today. For 2024, the bed bug cities list is based on treatment data from the metro areas where Orkin performed bed bug treatments. <laughs> the ranking includes both residential and commercial treatments. The winner in 2024 was Chicago. Oh. They're, they're the bed bug capital. That's old news. Chicago has been number number one in the bed bug world for three years row in a row. They wow. must be proud. And uh, no surprise here that the list contains many blue cities. <laughs> the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to find bed bugs. Good for Oregon. <laughs> right. Uh, the big news, Mr. Mayor, is that Minneapolis finally cracked the top 50 bed bug list for the first time. Coming in at number 47. Just when people were saying that Minneapolis can't accomplish anything, Mayor Fry and the city council did it. Congratulations on that truly astounding achievement. One for the record books. Well done, well done. We may think that the city council's resolution calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas was a waste of time. Perhaps not. It could become a catalyst for world peace. But Minneapolis now number 47. How do you celebrate? Do we get a cake? I think I think a giant bed bug statue should be created. Oh, there you go. Maybe on the Nicollet Mall. I a don't bed bug think... doffing its cap the way Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> or could does. we put it where the Columbus statue used to? You, we could. There's room on the Capitol grounds. All right. Forty-seven is nothing to be proud of. No, I think let's go here. How about a nice that? to do? Let's what about go. A nice bed bug sled. Uh, yes. How about that? Yes. To celebrate the bed bugs. John, aren't you glad we don't do Krabby Coffee Shop anymore? Because we'd spend 45 minutes talking about that stupid topic. <laughs> That's least. why we don't do Krabby anymore. Because the stories like that. Hey, what happened to that show? Yeah, I got yeah. stories about bed bugs and stuff people put <laughs> like, in their bottoms. I, I get five emails a week from people, and I always blame Kenny. They yeah, always a, answer with, yeah, that figures. I, I, don't know, me. I don't know how he's signing his name now. Am Mid, uh, Willard Anger. I noted with astonishment the map of damaged and broken streetlights put up by one of the local news outlets. I think it was Channel 5 because uh, I saw the same thing. There are a large number of lights that have been ravaged, and apparently this is not new. It raised some questions. None of the questions were addressed in any news report. First, how valuable is the copper these miscreants are stealing? I found about three to five bucks a pound if I was reading the info correctly. You and your crack research staff can look it up if you'd like. How much copper is in a given streetlight? 
It doesn't seem like much, but then I'm not a criminal. It must be easy to get at. You'd need 100 pounds to get a six-pack and a pack of Terrytons. Second, is there an alternative to copper? It's a good point. Last and most importantly, this just isn't this just the sort of thing city council should be addressing? No, not our city councils. They have bigger uh, fish to fry. Uh, this just occurred to me. What of the EV charging stations? Wouldn't those be full of copper? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Of course, the more people are not held accountable for their actions, the longer we will be without nice things. And that's true. Now, the copper theft in St. Paul is rife. It's, yeah, it's you happening. Can't, there's, uh, everywhere. Yeah, take off the bottom access plate. You go in and you snip some copper. I'm with Willard here. How much could that be worth? <laughs> I, I saw the mugshot of there was one story that had the guy and the two gals in St. Paul. And the first thing I thought of is, how did these three idiots not electrocute themselves? Because right. they didn't look terribly bright. Yeah, oh, they one, probably made off with 38 bucks in copper. Rook, I'll be getting to... Uh, I'm ready. I'll be getting to our gal here in a moment. I just want one thing to say about St. Paul. Yes. This Saturday, I took in the Grand Day Parade. McLaren's balcony overlooks West 7th Street. Yes, it does. So we, we all went over there and had... That was the Grand Day Winter Carnival Parade. Oh, okay. And it was fun. I saw our guy, uh, Tommy, the the Volk, the 20-year anniversary. Yep. You know what I didn't see? I didn't see Melvin Carter, the mayor. Right. He he did not have any part in it. I did not see any of the St. Paul City Council. You'd think that being such a big St. Paul event that they would have had a float for the new council or the mayor comes out there. No representation politically. You're causing me to become very heavy. Okay, I didn't mean to. I just that no, was an observation. It's a good point. Okay. The closer you get to the call, uh, the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to find that the sitting political class would frown upon anything historically conventional about a city. Ooh. Uh, just think about it. I yeah. mean, I'm sure Portland has, you know, uh, I don't know, raccoon days or something. Right. Riot and, Fest 2024. And that, that they wouldn't attend that because that would speak to an older way. Ah, that would speak to okay. another way. And well, the Winter Carnival, uh, God love it, is just a shadow of its former self yeah. because it it doesn't uh, reflect the modern sense of abilities of, for example, in St. Paul's case, of an all-female city council, virtually all of whom, uh, well, some of whom at least might have been born in St. Paul, but many weren't, <laughs> and, and they have no interest in it. Uh, I'm sure they view it as uh, being once male-dominated. Oppressors. Uh, oppressors, and that's just what it comes down to. Any historical event in a city that has a long-standing tradition, well, including, and up to, and including, in St. Paul's case, the 4th of July, has sure. been ignored yeah. Yeah. by the sitting political class because it's beneath them. It doesn't entertain their vision of how we should be living in rags and all working at the mop factory. And, and uh, it's, just, it's just not their cup of tea. Joe, so. how long before the council and the mayor decide it's time to shut down the winter carnival festivities? It's they, just, it's just they, prob- they probably will never shut it down. What they do is just completely ignore, ignore it. it. Yeah. 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 They completely how ignore do, it. How do you think Melvin would like being the mayor of my town where... My mayor, when it snows, he gets up at three in, three in the morning, 
gets in the uh, front end loader, starts pushing snow around to have the city streets cleared by the time the sun comes up. Do you think Melvin would do that? No, no. But, <laughs> no. well, look at plowing and the trouble. There's nothing wrong with the plow jockey St. Paul has. Right. We have plows and we have guys that can run plows. But look at the trouble there's been with plowing. Well, in fact, there was a T-shirt. It'll melt. Yeah. The trouble <laughs> right, we've right. had with plowing is that even plowing is an old affectation of convention. Yeah. And what hurry does the current crop of the political class have to get to work? Well, they're all right. working think, from think home. About, think about it that way. They, they either work very lightly, very casually, or they don't even bother to go to the office. No, they're working from home. So what urgency do they have to place a plowing? Well, get, there, get right back to streetlights. Okay. And streetlight maintenance at the top of their list when there's Gaza to worry about, when there's pronouns to worry about, when there's equity, diversity, and inclusion to wor- worry about. You and you people in your streetlights and your unplowed streets, you're you're a minor inconvenience to us. We have much, mm. much more uh, meaningful things to apply our energy to. So I'm I'm glad you asked the question. Okay. It led me to deep thinking. Excellent. I like to do that every once in a and while. That's a new I'm one. done for twenty twenty four. That's that a new a one for GL. <laughs> the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, any long standing celebration in that city that reflects uh, convention and tradition will gradually, if not already, have fallen completely out of favor with the uh, people who currently run that city. <laughs> Wow. Could I add one thing to that, too? Yes. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a place that's not close to tall buildings, right? Right. And I have my 50th high school uh, reunion coming up. Yes. A year and a half from now, and they scheduled this past week that we're going to have it over the July 3rd, 4th, and 5th weekend in 2025 because Mandan, North Dakota, is festive on July 4th. You cannot believe yeah. how festive it is. Oh, so a year that. and a half in advance, That's we're cool. planning that because of July 4th. And you, or Mandan, is one mm-hmm. hell of a long way from the country's tallest buildings. Way far and there away. You have, and there's, and yeah. there's what you get yep. when you're mm-hmm. away from the country's tallest buildings. Mm-hmm. Let some of these purple-haired people go to Mandan and try to run their <laughs> BS at the city council. They'd be shouted down or laughed Haired mountain, deer, dr- mountain dew drinkers. drinkers. What yeah. else are you far away from? Like running water in Mandan? <laughs> hey, man, that's a lovely city. Toil- Leave it alone. Toilet paper. <laughs> oh, you run down it. to the pump and get some water, Dan. Yeah, now I'm kind of sorry about the whole thing up. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm I, I'm I'm not I'm not making a sophomoric light of Mandan the way these I other idiots that. are. I I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I happen to like that. It, I, now, when it gets festive in Mandan over the 4th, I bet it includes a rodeo of some sort. Uh, there oh, is a July 4th uh-huh. rodeo, yeah. and the parade is three hours long. Oh, it takes boy. three hours to get down Mandan Main Street. We got car shows during that time. We get every, They close down Main Street. They put cars on the main. Oh, it's wonderful. I've been, the to, most... the, I've been to the 4th of July parade in Crosby, Ironton. It's just, it's endless. It's all the city plows yep. and trucks and fire trucks and Cop cars and America. people in Model Ts, and it's just, uh, uh, and Amy Klobuchar, the year I happened to be there, was smart enough to show up. She's no dummy. 
you know, giving the big wave to the people. I was at a rodeo on July 4th in Steamboat, Colorado. And you well, had, that's where to be. You had every kind of walk of life there from the far right to the far left and purple-haired Mountain Dew drinkers. And everybody got along and dug the rodeo yeah. and they dug the 4th of July. And I'm pretty sure everybody there was higher than hell. <laughs> Could be. You know, you, we're talking about parades. Uh, one item in the parade, in the Grand Day Parade, it was a flooring or furniture store, truck. I won't name them, but um, we weren't really sure if they were part of the parade or not. Or like if they lost. just got lost because to get to a job. <laughs> the truck looked like it had been through a mud puddle. You know, they didn't even, they didn't even clean the truck. It looked road hard and put away wet. The, the winter uh, carnival the winter carnival and particularly the parades are a microscopic look at what's happened to this country it's absolutely fascinating if you go back into the 40s 50s even go back to the 20s and 30s hell the parades the right. carnival started in about 1888 or 1889 but go back to just the 50s every major business in st paul was represented in the parade with uh, with extravagant floats and costume people, and then the railroad the railroads had marching units, and the bands were plentiful. The parade used to start at Summit and Dale. Okay. Summit and Dale work its way past the cathedral, down the hill, through the auditorium, wow. and back outside. All of that's gone because basically downtown is gone. It wasn't one band. When was the last year we did a castle? Oh boy, it's been a while. This would have been would a that good, have marked this the, would have been a good year not to well, do one. Of course, no, but no, would they, that have been the the last year before the decline of interest? No, the the interest was declining, and we still had a few palaces show up over the past few years. But I, I predict those days are done because that's it's expensive and. There's no interest. Sure. That was on that empty lot right by XL that's now occupied by what? Um, a building ramp. or a parking ramp or something? It's a hotel and uh, what is it? The um, the new restaurant is there. The, la Not the last great cal uh, palace was probably at Lake Phelan. I think so. That was 80. Oh, that was a good one. Well, and there was another good palace in 91. Downtown. On yeah. Harriet Island. Okay. Oh, the oh there, was a, year. there was a whopper Phelan. there, Joe... Um, Mid to late 90s, right in downtown uh, St. Paul. But look at the timeline. You're getting to be 30 years ago, 35 years ago. Wow. Jeez. You didn't have to say that. Did anybody watch Jeez. any of the Barrett-Jackson auction over the weekend? I didn't uh, a couple of minutes. Yeah, I did, too. I did not see this go across the block. I knew it would. Uh, Trump owned, I don't know how long, but Trump was the owner of a 1997 Lamborghini Diablo VT two owners ago. So two owners have owned it since Trump sold it. Uh, the average auction value of a 1997 Lamborghini Diablo is 174 grand. Okay. Some sap bought this. And obviously because... He owned it. ...of Trump's connection to it. Right. 1.1 million. Wow. Oh what my. else is he going to have Holy to sell? Lord. He's going to have to start selling a lot of stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, 
I, I personally would not have wanted that car, particularly for $1.1 million. It's cool, though. It was kind of a weird baby blue, kind of a robin's egg. No? Is robin's egg blue light blue? Yeah. yeah. No, it was kind yeah. of a light mm-hmm. blue. It was, a, it was a handsome car. I saw a picture of him standing with it in a gas station. I thought that was that might have been part of eating the, a roller uh, dog meeting. That was probably part <laughs> of the uh, auction paperwork that went with it. I want to tell you that uh, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin is the number you need in your contacts. I still think we're going to get hit with winter. I still think it's we're coming. not out of the woods. I don't think we're out of the woods. Although it's a lovely day today, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Your garage door might be working perfectly today, but the day will come when it won't. And you need to call my garage door guy, and you get the whole family when you call the guy. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Don't charge more for weekend visits. Take care of everything, springs, rollers, openers. Fix up your car, you know, that home link deal. I can't figure it out. They can figure it out. And if you need a new door, they do doors. Beautiful garage doors of any design you're interested in. Uh, head to this GLR-owned business at PrecisionDoorMN.com. That's PrecisionDoorMN.com. Or call them. Get this number in your contacts. Precision Door 612 Two six three six nine eight five. Hey everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. (laughs) Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Speaking of the nuts and bolts of life, I want to direct your attention to Welter Heating and Air Conditioning. They have a very, very good website, very user-friendly. It's at welterheating.com. And when you visit that website, you can get the phone number. You can make an appointment online. But you also just found you find a whole bunch of information. And that's what their purpose is. After 120 years of helping people in the Twin Cities area after four generations, heating, cooling, air purification system. They know what they're doing. Their certified techs will come out. If you've got something making weird noises or maybe just doesn't turn on or you want to turn it off, an air conditioner. Think of them this year when you want to get it started. I know you're not going to do it right now, but when you're ready, Welter will be there for you. Online at welterheating.com. Schedule an appointment online at welterheating.com or call. Somebody's going to answer the phone. 
phone during business hours, a human, 612-825-6867. Their blog has a bunch of information for you for free. Welterheating.com. Remember, heat up or cool down your shelter with Ray N. Welter. John Height, while I'm reading this, will you do us a favor? Sure. Find out where Ilhan Omar spoke in Minneapolis just this past Friday and what the event was. Okay. All right. This is from the uh, Washington Times. I've been alerted to this by dozens of GLers. Representative Ilhan Omar is facing criticism after a video circulated on social media showing her speaking about her support for Somalia with the lawmaker saying later that her comments were misinterpreted. Ah. Well, I don't speak Somali, so the Minnesota Democrat was speaking at an event in Minneapolis Friday in which she talked about a deal made by Ethiopia and Somalia that would allow landlocked Ethiopia to gain access to the sea on the Somaliland coastline. So far, I'm not alarmed. Okay. You know. Some translations of parts of the video said she was telling Somali Americans that her number one job is to look out for Somalia and that one day the country will go after other territories to unify all Somali speaking people. There have been there have long been disputes between the two countries regarding certain territories. Ms. Omar, in response to the criticism, said the viral translation of her speech was not only slanted, but completely off. But I wouldn't expect more from these propagandists. I think she's referring to people on social media who presume to be interpreting her remarks. Yes. All right. I pray for them and their sanity, she wrote on X. The video of Ms. Omar received backlash from politicians, including Somaliland Ambassador Rhoda Elmi, who said the speech was regrettably unbecoming and lacking in common decency. We hope the House leadership and her caucus will take note of her public conduct, unbecoming a United States congressman or nor representative of the august house she serves in, Ms. Elmi wrote on X. Bleep X. <laughs> Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene called Ms. Omar a terrorist sympathizer. Oh. She flaunts using her position as congresswoman to protect Somalia's border while our border is invaded by illegals who are a danger to America, the Georgian Republican wrote on, you guessed it, X. X. <laughs> These people hate America, and they're so emboldened by the Democrats' disdain for our country. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Uh, Ilhan Omar, a member of the Congress's so-called far-left squad, has been called out for her stances on issues before, including most recently the war between Israel and Hamas. Did you find anything out, John? All I'm finding is she spoke to a crowd at a hotel in Minneapolis. Every story uh, has it that way. God, reporting is terrible, isn't it? It's just yeah, like I, what it used to be. I'm just glad that this particular publication went to go find the level-headed Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. for a quote on this story. Would you please play her remarks, Rook? Really? 
وأنا أقول لك أنا 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 اغريمنت <laughs> 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 I have, a, I have a translation here where they have closed captioning Yeah. Um, on a video here. I could read it to you. Yeah, but who do you think is doing the translating? Well, that's the problem. It's, uh, I don't trust, I, you know, I don't trust anybody, basically. I don't trust anybody, including her. Uh, most of all her. Yeah. Most of all her. <laughs> Does she mention anything about the 5th Congressional District? How the hell would I know? I don't speak Somaliland. <laughs> Just curious. What can he find? Uh, oh, you want me to read it? Well, just to give me a bit of it. We as Somalians, uh, hold on, we love each other. There are areas of friction that led us to kill each other, but in reality, we are an organized society, brothers and sisters. So far, so good. People of the same blood. Sure. People who know they are Somalians first. Muslims second, who protect one another, come to each other's aid and to the aid of other Muslims too. A couple of days ago, we heard some people who call themselves Somalis, waiting, or claim to be Somalis, have signed a MOU with Ethiopia to have access. Um, I don't even know what, it, now it's going too fast. Uh, sorry, my grasp of Somali language is atrocious. Um, what a shame. Again, an uncomfortable laughter. Oh, many Somalians have personally called me to encourage me to speak to U.S. government to thwart the MOU and help Somalia. They wanted to know what they're going too fast. My answer to Somalians was that the U.S. government will only do what Somalia and the U.S. tells them to do. Oh, that's uh, they will only do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders. And that is how we will safeguard the interest of Somalia. Ooh. That's rather... Would you repeat that? Uh, we as Somalians must have that confidence in ourselves that we call for th the shots in the U.S. I'm wondering if it's big shots in the U.S. We live in the U.S., pay taxes in the U.S., have a real voice. You know what? This isn't working. No. This, this is bad radio. No. We no. need a written... Tran no, uh, we need a written transcript, not video up on a screen that I stumble through. Well, it sounds like she's throwing a lot of red meat to her constituents. Yeah. By speaking to them in her native tongue, I, I think they might have appreciated that. But she's the 5th Congressional District Representative in Minnesota, where there's quite a few problems that need addressing. I'm unaware of her ever addressing any problem in the 5th District. No, in fact, who who was it? You were reading a publication the last time she was uh, running... And that's basically the only time she's in the 5th Congressional District is when she's looking for votes. 
She she comes back once in a while and has a town hall meeting. Oh or, sure, yeah, yeah, you know. just to be seen. But I don't know what she was saying. I'm not going to be presumptuous. I obviously I don't know what she's saying. That was she was speaking. She might as well have been from Pluto. I don't know what the hell that language. Uh, I can't interpret it. And someone was attempting to. I don't. I don't think that whatever Kenny was reading was false. Uh, and I don't know what she means by we'll get the government to do what we want them to do, uh, meaning our government. Maybe she's uh, maybe she's just a terribly confident well, and, and remember woman. a while back she was speaking at a Somalian function in Minneapolis where she was booed off the stage. Uh, I, I, I'm not remembering that. Oh, Do we not? know why she was booed off the well, stage? Well, because the Somalian population, to a large degree, they don't approve of her. She well, was voted into office by the people, all the, the guilty white people that are celebrating the burning sled of the 3rd District down a hill. Yeah, but they're, they're third 3rd District. This is 5th. Okay. I know what you mean. Right. But I know what you mean, but uh, this crowd certainly seemed to appreciate her. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, we can't, unfortunately... She is not thought to be worthy of, uh, how do I say this? The Minneapolis Tribune is not careful enough to cover her more thoroughly. That's how I would say it. Sure. She should be covered thoroughly uh, regarding her congressional work. Uh, what she's up to, does she really have the 5th District at heart? Uh, we don't get that from the Minneapolis paper. I don't think you get it. Well, you might get some of that from Alpha News, but uh, I don't detect that we're getting anything from the Minneapolis paper that would suggest that institutionally they believe they have an obligation to uh, really keep us informed on this woman, uh, and I wish they would, but they don't. Yes, I did find a transcript that is a lot easier to read. I can read a paragraph of it here for you. A lot of people call me asking, Ilhan, you should talk to the U.S. government. What will the U.S. government do? My answer was that the U.S. government will do what we tell it to do. We should have that confidence as Somalis. We live in this country. We pay its taxes. It is the country where our own daughter is a congressman. As long as I am in the Congress, others will not take Somalia's territorial waters. The U.S. government will not support others to take what's ours. So don't worry about that, dear Minnesota. You got your lady in the Congress. She is well aware and feel what you're feeling. As for President Hassan Sheikh, I'm saying we are very happy because of you, because of the great work you did. You have showed Somalis and others that no matter how much problems we have as Somalis, we are capable people. We are people who know their country, people that never in their history, inaudible, people that their country can never be put in danger. So want to congratulate the people of Minnesota and Somalis everywhere for sticking together, like my uncle said, and also how all of you stood by our president because he needs all of you to stand by him. And, and all of this apparently referring to a, a deal that's being brokered to allow Ethiopia to have more access to Somali coastland, which I know nothing about. And if Somali wants to allow Ethiopia more access to the sea, uh, what do I care? Sure. Right. Right. 
That's the least of my problems. It's the least of Minneapolis's problems. Most of my problems are Minnesota problems. Well, not most. Pretty much all. But pretty many problems. Uh, but I, I, for all I know, she was saying uh, things that were uh, rightfully cheered by the audience. I have no idea. But this just goes along with what you've been saying about they, they'd rather be important than useful. But, but it, if, if that was something to be cheered, why not tell it to us in English? By telling it to us in Somali, where you you open the door for people to hazard a guess at what the hell you're driving at. She know. was speaking to a Somali crowd, yeah. so perhaps that's why she decided to use the Somali language. Well, it's language. time they learn to speak English. <laughs> let's go here. If you like America, you can get let's, it. Uh, let's assimilate here. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I'm detecting, uh, I'm detecting, I guess I'm detecting nothing except that she was uh, uh, speaking to her like-minded souls and filling them in on uh, what she was doing. Uh, that's all I can surmise. Okay. All right. Say, why don't we take a time out and uh, have John Height join us? Uh, but we can. But how about first I tell you about the best in the business? That's Hofferman Water and Connecticut. Hoffermanwater.com is their website. Here, let me pull it up on my phone. Uh, yeah, get on that schedule today for that free water analysis. If you have them come out, here's what's really cool. They have a series of tests that they're going to do on your water, whether it's you know through the tap, whatever. It doesn't matter if you're in the mood for a, a water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. Get it all installed. I did. It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. And I know that it's going to do the same for you. I've been a customer for years of Hofferman and Connecticut, and I'm so happy that I decided to make the switch. Uh, get on their website. I'm on it right now, hoffermanwater.com. If you go to that website, you can make an appointment. You can also see every single system that they have available for you, and they can service you, I believe, seven days a week, too. So give them a call today. Schedule that free water analysis. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please do us a favor and let them know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Ooh. Suchere Show. We going right to John? No. Oh. Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Oh, me? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I actually have something about the rusted nuts and bolts of life. And uh, I've been using seafoam deep creep in a manner that, <clears throat> well, I didn't think it would meet approval from some of the uppity proper do-gooders that live amongst us so i've never really mentioned it um but today just for the heck of it i thought i'd see if the website seafoamworks.com says anything about it i couldn't believe it when i saw the headline all caps deep creep plus heat for the most stubborn bolts and it goes on to explain exactly what I do. Here's the seed, and it's well-rusted, this nut, this bolt, whatever. Something's going to snap if you start cranking on it. I usually, I douse it really good with deep creep, let it soak in. Then I get out the propane torch, not the acetylene torch. That's too hot. The propane torch, and I just start heating it up, get it smoking really good. And what I love about deep creep is that it's less flammable than other brands, so uh, frame uh, flame-ups. Not really a big issue, but you still have to have a care. Don't be stupid here. Uh, anyway, douse it with deep creep. 
heat it up, do that two or three times, then slowly, slowly try to work it loose and back and forth, lefty-loosey, righty-tighty, back and forth in a gentle, forceful manner, and then heat it up, douse it, do it again, and eventually, it's like I'm saying 95% of the time, it comes loose. That's the magic of Seafoam. And if you don't believe me, you know what? You don't have to believe me. Go to the website, seafoamworks.com. Read up on the topic. Then get out the shop and get to work. Get it done, okay? Seafoam Deep Creep, just another true miracle worker from our friends at Seafoam. Here's John Height in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by North American Banking Company, the city of St. Paul, asking state lawmakers for $2 million as part of the planning process for upgrades to Excel Energy Center. An early estimate at the end of last year put the cost of actually physically doing the improvements at around $300 million. St. Paul Deputy Mayor Jamie Tincher told KSTP, our friends at Five Eyewitness News yesterday, that the city has asked state lawmakers for $2 million just to create plans and pre-design ideas <laughs> so the city could present a full-scale proposal to the 2025 legislature. Tincher said the Excel Energy Center is not only important to the city, but the region and state as well. When asked if the $300 million cost was accurate, Tincher replied, quote, I think it could be at least that. Tincher said if the $2 million is approved for planning by lawmakers, the timeline for all of the renovations and upgrades would be presented during the 2025 legislative session. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, sir. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. It didn't cost that to build it. What what could you do? What 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 a what does it need? I guess that's why you need two million to have some important out of town or tell you what it needs. Yep, planning, and, planning. And B, it's still state of the art. What the hell could you do to it? Right. It's one of the. It's the best hockey arena in the league. Uh, I know. I, I saw a video of Detroit's new arena. That's pretty sweet. That's not new anymore. That's that's old. They just opened it last year, didn't they? I don't know that, Chris. <laughs> but I'm against whatever you just said. <laughs> but I get it. That's 300. Because what what did it cost to build? Why don't you you could tear, knock it down and build a new one for 300 million? Wow. What do they? What I'm gonna look that up. What the hell could you do? I don't understand this whole thing. There's something uh, rotten in Denmark here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what. But I've always feared the team leaving here. I have feared that because. There's no here here. Little Caesars um, opened September fifth, twenty seventeen. Oh wow! Okay, Joe's right. I yeah. thought it was newer. At a I'm cost right. of eight hundred sixty-two point nine million. Well, I don't know Oof. what it cost to build the X. Are you looking that up? I will look it up. There. Go ahead, John. So if that was eight hundred sixty-nine, Joe, in twenty seventeen, it'd probably be over a billion now, don't you think? Probably, but I don't know what the no. hell they can do to the X. Oh. It's a wonderful arena. Maybe we could have that Southwest Light Rail line head up to the X. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, XL, I'm sorry, John. XL yeah. Energy Center was 170. I'm seeing the construction. Yeah, 170 million. 170 million. You want 300 million today to do what to it? Uh, oh, none of this makes sense. Really, to does me. not make sense. None of this makes sense. Open <clears throat> September 29th, 2000. That's right. 
Minnesota Congressman and GOP Majority Whip Tom Ammer said his home was swatted Saturday night, although no one was at home when law enforcement got there. Uh, swatting, that's a prank call involving criminal harassment by calling 911 and telling emergency services about a fake emergency at the address that prompts a large response from police. Representative Emmer said in a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, he is thankful no one was injured and that he condemns the illegal use of police resources. He also thanked the Wright County Sheriff's Office for their professionalism and support. His testicles have been removed <laughs> by Emmer's, but he doesn't Again? deserve he does not deserve to be swatted. Right. From the Star Tribune, Minnesota. invitation still welcome to join <laughs> yeah. the show, too. Right? Bring your nuts. These nuts. Uh, Minnesota's second harvest, Heartland, one of the largest food banks in the country, is launching what they're calling a moonshot goal to cut the state's growing hunger problem in half by 2030. The Twin Cities nonprofit's new Make Hunger History Plan, announced Monday today, includes pushing for more anti-poverty programs at the state capitol, as well as boosting outreach to connect low-income residents to more social services. Second Harvest CEO Allison O'Toole said, we knew and know we need to be bolder. We'll have to do something different. The Brooklyn Park nonprofit's new plan comes at a time when hunger is growing in Minnesota. Food Shelves documenting a record 7.5 million visits in 2023. Second Harvest's new plan, which will cost the organization about $150 million over the next six years, aims to reduce those food shelf visits in half, returning the state closer to 2019 levels. How about this? I just used the website, uh, dollartimes.com. What is 170 million in 2000 today? Yeah. $299 million. Yeah. So you could build basically, a new one. Basically, that's bas- yeah, the equivalent, basically. Minneapolis Fire Department says no one was injured by a house fire last night, but one person was chemically maced by another resident while firefighters contained the blaze. Fire crews responded just after 1020 last night to a one-story house in the 3400 block of Knox Avenue North in Minneapolis. When firefighters got there, they saw smoke and fire from the front door of the home. Flames were found to be coming from the basement and closet on the first floor. MFD described it as mostly room and content fire with minimal extension to the structure of the home. The news release said there was a disagreement outside the home where one person was maced by someone who lived in the home. That victim was medically evaluated, did not go to the hospital. Red Cross was called to assist two adult residents of the home. The cause of the fire is still being investigated. You uh, may have missed this this past weekend in the Twin Cities at the Union Depot in St. Paul on Saturday. A lot of people, 500 teams, came from all around for what organizers say is the largest jigsaw competition in the country. I did see this on the news. It's I missed part this. Of jigsaw? Yeah. There are a whole bunch of people doing jigsaw puzzles. That's what, a hell of a deal. Is it a speed competition? It's, uh, yes, speed and accuracy. I mean, putting it together correctly. The contest part of the St. Paul Winter Carnival, more than 500 teams, as I said, showed up. When the doors opened before each round, teams ran and screamed as they tried to get the best table with the best lighting in hopes of finishing with the best and fastest times. The puzzles. You guys want to join my fantasy jigsaw (laughs) team? You were slowing down on that last corner. Let's go here. You got the jersey on. Yes, right. (laughs) The puzzles for the jumping jacks prior to to get ready are provided by Minnesota-based company Puzzle Twist. Organizers say the designs for the 500 and 1,000 piece competitions were created uh, were created exclusively. 
for the contest. For many, they've been jigsawing in the contest for years. <laughs> putting puzzle pieces together has been a decades-long pastime for a team of two cousins. Saturday marked their first competition. They came prepared. Amy Hansen and Maria Anninson said they've been practicing for two months. Hansen said, we wanted to be prepared. We lotioned up our hands so that nothing slips from the hands. Rook, Come you're on. the flipper over Stop guy. It. If they're upside down, it's a, your job to make yep. them all. You're the border guy, and then you're the corner guy, Joe. Now, what about spectating? They have beer vendors walking up and down the steps <laughs> and the hot dogs. They got and bleachers. You wieners. <sighs> you wait till uh, halftime, too, or a quarter break? I don't break? know how it works, Chris. Hmm. Any, anybody here uh, like puzzles? I'm not a puzzle I guy. I do like puzzles. Yeah. I, I hate puzzles. I don't, I, do I don't get it. I don't have the patience. Puzzles don't would understand. be a cute name for a cat. The the one puzzle I do <laughs> every day, I, is, I do one every day in the paper. I love doing it. And that's uh, find six differences between these two cartoon panels. Okay. Well, I love that. I do. You know. Is that a puzzle? Crosswords. Crosswords. Puzzle, big big that's, deal. That's yeah. a brain teaser, that's, isn't it? That's sharp that's, for your mental problem. That's good, yeah. That's, they ain't working. I like that. Jigsaw puzzles, yes. I, I do not get. I'm sorry. Uh, on that note, uh, why don't we uh, take a minute here and, and hear from our very own Puzzles the Cat and see what he's got to tell us. Thank you, John. I really appreciate that. Meow. Hey, maybe you do have a cat, and you know what they do sometimes? They got a cat show at the carnival. Yeah, let's yeah. not talk about that. Used to be you chase broads and got hammered. That's not the way it works anymore. It's not. It doesn't work that way. Times have changed. Yep. <laughs> However, the cat is still going to maybe have a little accident on your carpet. That's when you call Zero Res. If you have pets, uh, you're going to have pet dander all over. So every six months, get your carpets clean, but Zero Res. And right now, you can use the Zero Res January special. Tell them that the rookie sent you. And you get, oh, this is a really good deal, three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119. And the dirt and dander in your air ducts this month, you're taking 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. You need to ask for the special by name. Just ask for the Rook special, and you'll get that great deal. Call Zero Res at 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. The process is very easy. They come to your house. They're professional. They do a great, quick job, and then they're out. How do I know? Well, the 17,000 reviews prove that, and the 4.9 rating on Google proves that. The Zero Res, gotta love it, guarantee, makes it so easy to get what you pay for. They stand behind every cleaning and you can get a great deal. The Rook Special, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com. What does that sound like tragically hip? It's the end of the world as we know it. That he Dylan? feels fine. Yes, Joe Souchere. I probably offended him by saying it sounds like tragically. <laughs> he probably offended John. Doesn't John hate those guys? Yeah, I don't hate. Jesus yeah, you God. do. You this, this is it's the same way you read newspaper stories, Reavers. Right there, you just saw a lot of hate. Say before heart, you re- resume, John. I got a note from my schoonover. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, you have activists now that are very worried about brake dust. Uh, as the result of disc brakes. Huh. And uh, we might have to go back to drum brakes. 
I'm telling you, we're headed right back to the horse. Why, why are they? Well, drum brakes don't create as much dust as disc brakes. And uh, in fact, in Europe, they call for reducing brake dust emissions by 27% in 2035. I, 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 uh, I, I, as, I, as Schoonover notes, based on this article, one would think there are piles of brake dust on the road. There uh, aren't piles of brake is dust. Is it harmful the to road. the environment, the brake dust? Well, it, it would, uh, yeah, what do they say here? Is the here? squirrel going to choke on it? All the activists say it leads to inflammation and impair the body's ability to fight off activity, uh, bacteria. Oh. Wow. Uh, so okay. the brake dust is something I've never, uh, Thought about worrying before, but I sure as hell, this is from vehicle service pros. I sure don't want to go back to binders because they're not as good as disc brakes. No. You need a binder? <clears throat> I need a binder. <laughs> In uh, national and international news, President Biden said Sunday the U.S. and his words shall respond after three American troops were killed, dozens more injured in an overnight drone strike in northeast Jordan near the Syrian border. Info this morning says the U.S. failed to stop that attack because the enemy drone approached the target at the same time a U.S. drone was coming back to base. The return of the U.S. drone led to some confusion over whether the incoming drone was friend or foe, according to officials. The enemy drone was launched from Iraq by a militia backed by Tehran, U.S. officials said. The outpost, Tower 22, sits in Jordan, hard on the borders of Iraq and Syria. The U.S. has yet to find evidence thus far that Iran directed the attack, according to U.S. defense official today. The attack signaled an escalation in hostilities that have been growing since the October 7th Hamas assault on Israel and the ensuing war in Gaza. The U.S. is weighing strikes against militias in Iraq and Syria, as well as within Iran, the official said. An attack on Iranian soil seemed a less likely option, according to that U.S. official. A key Republican senator who helped draft the bill defended that emerging deal on border security as a step toward potentially halting illegal immigration, defying pressure by former President Trump to abandon the plan. Senator James Lankford was the bill's top Republican negotiator. He told Face the Nation, I'm looking forward to President Trump getting the opportunity to be able to read it like everybody else. The bill, he said, focuses on getting us to zero illegal crossings a day. The bill would tighten asylum access, increase U.S. Border Patrol agents and asylum officers, detain and deport more immigrants, and restrict migrant releases into the U.S., according to Langford. With no agreed version of the plan published, House Republicans are already slamming news reports that suggest it wouldn't meet the full range of their demands. Deadlock is holding up President Biden's request for billions in emergency aid to U.S. allies like Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Langford didn't provide specifics when the bill would be ready, although fellow Senate negotiators said last week it was close to being done. Republican Senator Tom Tillis, a Republican from North Carolina, said his fellow party members would make a serious mistake by walking away from the deal and the belief that it will somehow help Trump beat Biden in the November election. Accusations in a dossier provided to the United States government say a dozen employees of the United Nations Relief and Works Agency played a role in the Hamas attacks against Israel October 7th. Wow. One is accused of kidnapping a woman. Another is said to have handed out ammunition. A third party was described as taking part in one of the massacres. 
and all were said to be employees of the UN aid agency that schools, shelters, and feeds hundreds of thousands of Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. The UN says it has fired several employees after being briefed on the allegations, but little was known about the accusations until the dossier was reviewed on Sunday by the New York Times. The accusations are what prompted eight countries, including the U.S., to suspend some aid payments to the group, even as war plunges Palestinians in Gaza into more desperate straits. More than 26,000 people have been killed there, 2 million displaced. The UNRWA workers have been accused of helping Hamas stage the attack that set off the war in Gaza and aiding it in the days after. Some 1,200 people in Israel killed that day. Israeli officials say, and about 240 abducted and taken to Gaza. I so loathe that organization. I don't want them in this country. Uh, We have to pay for it, along with other countries. Somebody's going to have to tell me if they've ever accomplished anything. Their main goal in life is to diminish the United States, as far as I'm concerned. And I want them out of New York you put that prime real estate back in the hands of a developer who knows what to do with it, like Donald John Trump. Put up some condos there or something. Get these POSs out of here. Um, fired? Is that's not enough? And how about go to jail? That's yeah. How about be arrested? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God, somebody tell me what they've accomplished. Nothing. Uh, Nothing. Not a damn thing. Orders of significant quantities of drugs like fentanyl by the White House Medical Unit under the Trump administration have led to questions as to why it procured the controlled substances and what they were intended for. The first nine months of 2019, the medical unit, which is responsible for tending to the medical needs of the White House staff, made four separate orders of fentanyl, two orders of morphine, two of ketamine. In total, it received 34 packs of fentanyl over that period, according to the records. This disclosure all came out in a scathing report Friday by the Inspector General of the Department of Defense. The probe concluded the White House Medical Unit's pharmacy ops had severe and systemic problems without oversight and dispensed prescription medications to ineligible White House staff. The Inspector General made a series of recommendations to approve administrative scrutiny of the unit, which the Pentagon agreed with. Newsweek reached out to Representative Ronnie Jackson, the president's physician between 2013 and 2018. Also, Sean Connolly, his successor, who served under Biden, was inaugurated in 2021 via email for comment on Monday. Uh, No reaction from either Jackson, who is now a congressman, or Connolly to that inquiry. You remember the cocaine in the cloakroom? Yeah, at sure. the White House, did sure, anything sure. ever come of that? You'll or have that to just ask, uh, was allowed so, to just yeah. disappear. I think so. Yeah, you'll yeah. have to ask Sean Connolly. Cocaine in the cloak closet. Yes. What Why administration? Who, who Sean Connolly. What who is uh, in Kenny? office? Who was in office? What uh, administration? Biden. Biden. Well, we know whose cocaine it was. I don't know whose. Who's juniors? Well, might have been juniors. Who knows? Don't know. So, Don, what are we Don, insinuating? Don what are we insinuating with this um, fentanyl thing and Trump? What are, what are they really saying here? They're saying they were running a drugstore out of the White House. They had a pretty good pharmacy going. I don't seems know who was like getting it. his stuff. Seems like that's the accusation, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Um, I have a question about, unless John's going to bring it up, the old 83 mil. 
that he's got to pay out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is, does that come directly from the Don's checking account? Is that an insurance company that pays that? Well, A, she'll never see a nickel. That's what I was wondering. And B, it uh, does have to come from him. And C, they'll appeal till she's dead. There, there basically, though, from what I read, is no appeal because his lawyer would not... Uh... <laughs> She would never object in court. So basically, there's no basis for appeal. Well, I read they'll appeal. Yeah. Uh, maybe she'll be told that, look, you think you're going to appeal, but you never raise any objections, so therefore you're not appealing. Yeah, that's what I read over the weekend. Huh? Yeah, I'm so confused. Well, <laughs> uh, she she won 83 mil, and he's yeah, supposed I, to pay yeah, it, but he's, he's not going to pay it. They're going to tie it up. You got yeah. more money than Trump does. I got okay. news for you. All right. We could find out if, of course, they press the eighty-three mil. How much money he actually does have? So it'll be it'll be interesting. I think he's just played a wonderful shell game his whole life. Follow the follow the nut under the shell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I he, this woman, whoever she is, sounds like a screwball herself. She's not going to see any money. You ever played that shell game with a tangerine and a solo cup? Yeah. It's <laughs> technique. Technique is key. The kids got that in five yeah. seconds. Yeah, they got this. Yeah. Did you see the trick where the gal's got <laughs> it and she squeezes the cup and then the lemon doesn't? Yeah, that's yeah. What I was trying yeah, to do. Yeah, you were trying to do that the other yeah, day. I blew it. Do you know, uh, <laughs> everybody knows um, Karl Marx, of course. Sure. Did you also know... Uh, he had an Olympic sister that was an athlete. I did not know that. Her name was Anya, and they still honor her today before <laughs> wow. every race. Honest to God. Anya Mox? No, no, no. What? Don't what? you have some sort of governor or something like that? Anya Mox? Is there a part of your brain that steps in and Anya goes, Man, maybe I shouldn't do this one? No, just, and just in the in the interest of one too many... I told Mick the other day. Hey, I don't want to hear no. Dude, I told Mick the other day. Yeah, I um, I could make a car out of spaghetti. You should have seen her face when I drove past her. Oh my god, those are I pretty mean, good. Yeah, how jokes. long you've been doing this job? You've okay. been here. Long Anya's long. pretty good though. Are you single-handedly trying to kill the show? Yeah, basically. You know. The hell with fire and rock, I quit. On your marks. On your marks, the uh, honor every race. Carl's sister. Every race. It's his wow. sister. Anya. On your marks. Get set. Go. Colorado are seeking a man accused of stealing $30,000 worth of underwear from apartment laundry rooms. Kenny? Officer no, searching. Good. I gave up underwear. Officers searching the 39-year-old man's home found more than 500 panties, bras, and pieces of lingerie stolen over a three-year period, according to Lakewood Police. The stolen underwear belonged to more than 30 women between the ages of 6 and 69. Oh, no, no, no. Let's widen that down. Let's cut that down right in the middle. Investigators identified the accused thief after posting security photos online. After a lengthy investigation, a national warrant has been issued for the man's arrest on felony charges of burglary and theft. They're asking anyone with information to give them a call. Lakewood is about 10 miles southwest of Denver, Colorado. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. I could donate some of mine if you want. That's fine. We've got to keep moving here. (laughs) Unique way to smuggle weed. Two passengers on a cruise from Miami to the U.K. were found to be carrying over 100 bags of marijuana. 
according to the Department of Homeland Security. Michael Cuisenberry and Savannah Rose Manami were set to travel on a Norwegian Joy ship when law enforcement boarded the vessel on January 11th. The pair were found in a cabin where Cuisenberry had two suitcases, a carry-on bag, and a backpack, per the affidavit. It said Manami was allowed to leave the room at first as she said she'd only met her co-defendant at the ship's bar. Now, later, a drug-sniffing dog issued a positive signal for Cuisenberry's luggage where officers found 56 vacuum-sealed bags containing a leafy green substance. The substance was tested, confirmed to be marijuana. The court document says Cuisenberry claimed the drugs were for personal use and he had a medical marijuana card. After finding the apparent contraband, law enforcement then located Manami at the ship's bar and escorted her to her room where... Another 56 bags were found per the What is wrong with them? I thought it was legal. Just let them have it. The hell with them. It adds that her luggage. By bags, John, how much in each bag? Uh, Well, I can tell you total. There was 158 pounds total of marijuana. So uh, it adds her luggage consisted of two state suitcases, a carry-on bag, and a backpack. Same as the fella. DHS special agent said, based on my training and experience, drug traffickers are increasingly turning to exportation of marijuana from the U.S. to England because marijuana goes for a much higher price in Great Britain. So was everybody searched or just these two? Uh, I don't know, Kenny. Just these two, it sounded like. Well, you said the dogs were alerted. Yeah. So somebody tipped them off. Yeah, probably the smell of reefer from John, thank you. You're welcome. You know, the record high on this day was 49 degrees. Is that right? We started 1939. Right now it's 45. <laughs> I wonder if we'll make it tie the record. Mm. I don't see it breaking it, but it could be Is a tie. Is winter over? No, no. It, are you sure? What if What if April and May are 20 below with don't, 70 see, inches of snow? You shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. jinxing it. You're, uh-huh. really, you're jinxing uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Your Why don't we home? take a time out and return shortly? Sounds good, because I am very happy to tell you about the Minnesota Masonic Charities Scholarship Program. Yes, it goes every year, but you got to get all of your um, applications in, and you can learn more by checking out their website, mnmasoniccharities.org. As one of the largest, largest private scholarship granting organization in the state of Minnesota, Minnesota Masonic Charities mm-hmm. proud to support the young people. Last year, they launched a brand new scholarship program, unlike anything other I've ever seen. It's called the Selfless Scholar. The way the scholarship program works, instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their achievements, the scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves, recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. You can learn more about this. And after receiving hundreds of wonderful stories, MMC, uh, the, they're closing in on 2024, so you need to get your uh, application in, and you need to go to mnmasoniccharities.org. The other cool thing about the scholarship, 15 $5,000 scholarships are split between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to write the story and the person who got the attention of a peer. You can learn more at mnmasoniccharities.org and let them know you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Jennifer Granholm is our energy secretary. 
Didn't know that, Joe. She, yeah, you did. You just don't remember. I didn't pay attention. You don't. Yeah. Uh, she was on a trip this summer uh, on an e, in an EV, and they had to send advanced oh, scouts yeah. out. Oh, right. now I remember. Yep, sure. in, uh, I remember now. I think in Asheville, North Carolina, yeah. to clear away the uh, charging stations because she was huffing and puffing her way there, and she needed to to uh, juice her up. And now she's got another piece telling ABC News that Americans are going to love EVs. And uh, she writes, the Ford F-150 is a great example of a big car that has gone electric. Well, first of all, it's not a car. It's a pickup truck. But people have to make their own decisions, Granholm said. I get it. Nobody's going to force any of you to make these decisions. I honestly think as the price of the electric vehicle comes down, uh, and it has dropped 23% year over year, and the price of operating the car and not having to go to the gas station uh, and being able to fill it up for much less and more conveniently. Honestly, I think it's going to sell itself. She said people love their cars, and I think they'll love their EVs too. And there's a picture of her here uh, pretending she's charging her car. Uh, <laughs> she probably wouldn't know how to do it. Uh, okay, I can't see myself ever getting one. I, I will not fall for it. And I don't, and I don't understand the disconnect people have with the environmental degradation caused by what what it takes to produce the minerals for the batteries. I don't understand the disconnect. On the one hand, you've got people driving them to save the earth, and on the other hand, it's costing you a horrible price to save the earth. You're you're uh, you're you're really devastating the the land to to get these metals. Now, I got a note from a guy named John Whaley who's got a great point. He's a longtime reader and listener, and uh, he's a common sense guy who would never be mistaken for a progressive. My preference in cars over the years has been high end SUVs. When Tesla introduced their Model X, I was curious and made the mistake of test driving one. I was attracted to the technology, but driving the car was unlike anything else I have driven. I traded my Porsche Cayenne and got a Tesla X. That was five and a half years and 77,000 miles ago, and this is the best performing car I've ever driven. Hmm. All right. Well, it's a bench grinder. I mean, it's electric motors. Well, we're getting there. What is unfortunate is all the politics that has grown up around EVs. Well, it's, it, it's, but it was inevitable that politics would grow up around EVs because we're being told to drive them. Right. Should EVs be forced down our throats and internal combustion engine cars be eventually outlawed? Of course not. That's both silly and dangerous and a classic example of overreach by the left. You recently spoke of the weather in Chicago and the difficulty Tesla car owners were having. I did drive my EV to Chicago several years ago when it was 25 below, and I recharged in Eau Claire, Madison, and North Chicago, all without problem or incident. Although the range did decline in cold weather, as you know, ice cares are also less, less efficient in cold weather. Well, I, I don't find it appealing. They had to stop in Eau Claire, Madison, and North Chicago hmm. to recharge, and I and, don't know how long the recharging yeah. took. And for how long? That's I don't the point. know. Yeah. yeah. No, he Two said or would, three beers. He said, I would love to have you and your crew <laughs> test drive an EV. I did, John. I've, I drove one for an entire weekend. I drove a Volkswagen. And they're undeniably technologically gifted. They're undeniably fast. 
There's no transmission. There's nothing. You just hit the gas pedal and go. I am working on a promotion where we are going to do just that. Yeah. Um, I don't me, want one. Me and John Height and Chris Reavers are going to get in a car, and we're going to go to Seattle, from Seattle to San Diego, San Diego to Tallahassee, Tallahassee down to Key West, from Key West up to Maine, Portland, Maine, to Portland, Maine, over to Burlington, Vermont, and then Burlington, Vermont, back into Minnesota. That's 9,064 uh, 9, miles straight driving. There'll be three of us, 137 hours. Now, in the other vehicle, um, you and Matthew are going to get in an EV. Oh, that'll be fun. And do that same route <laughs> counterclockwise. It'd take me a year. Are you guys all bunking together? I'll see every museum <laughs> in the country while I'm waiting for the damn thing to get charged up. The three of us won't even have to get a room because we're going to take a nice big conversion van, runs on gasoline, and we're just going to take turns driving, and it's going to be straight through. No hotels, just gas stops. John concludes, his note, John concludes his note saying, I normally look for a new car after owning a car this long, and I've decided I can't go back to an internal combustion engine car. Yes, you have to plan a trip differently, and range anxiety is a real thing, but these EVs are engineering marvels and are simply a better mousetrap. Okay. I, you know, to each his own. I, that's cool. Just to warn it? you, too, I do get awfully gassy on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going on this trip. Uh, that's too long I of a trip. I think you and Rook would have a really good that's time. That's too long of a trip. Well, Papa Joe. But I, I, don't, I don't buy the, uh, I'm, I'll turn out to, I'll be the crunchy conservative here. I'm not gonna. I don't like the mining aspect of this. You, you're bitching, moan that we might want to drill up in the Boundary Waters area. Well, wait till you start tearing it apart to get the minerals to make a car battery. But that part doesn't in, enter into the realm of con. Well, it's got con to. You've got. You can't have it both ways. You can't want to save the earth and enjoy this technology uh, by the same token, ignoring what the devastating effects producing these things has, and they're produced by fossil fuels. Who's kidding whom here? I want fuel and air forced into 8 to 12 cylinders and a roar and a stink. And I want it done with twin turbos. Yes. Yes. I have driven one. If you want me to admit that they're quiet and fast, I'll be glad to. It is go. He's changed his tune. No, I'm not. I've said oh. that from the day I drove the thing over the weekend. I thought it was. I drove it on a weekend in 2021. The Volkswagen ID. Four. Before you'd buy an EV, you'd ride the bus. Mm-hmm. And if I did, <laughs> it wouldn't be an electric bus. By the way, before you wrap it up here, I see you're not doing a very good job of hiding that medallion anymore. I don't have anything to do with it, and I don't understand the clues. Wait, we already found the damn thing? Yeah, they got that clue number seven. Maybe it's time to pass the baton to somebody who actually cares. The poor paper, you know, they lived for this all year, sell a few extra papers, and these fruitcakes found it in seven clues. Here's how you do to go it. By 30. Do you think someone tipped them off? Because back to your tradition comment, they're I, sick of that too. Here's here's what you do next year. It's really easy. I don't have anything to do with it. You get one clue. You give them one clue. Yeah. It's in St. Paul. Yeah. Go. Ramsey yeah. County. Oh. What's it worth? Your, What's the prize money? Ten grand. Is it? If you really? have a registered button by the registration date. Yeah. And what if you don't? Five. 
pretty uh, pretty optimistic, Kenny, that you know the paper will still be around in a year. Wow, ah, sorry, Joe. Back in the day, back in the day when convention and history and tradition ruled and newspapers were healthy, the lobby of that paper spilled Mm -hmm. out around the block as a new edition of the paper came out at midnight for the clue. Wow. Well, there was no online stuff. Well, 100 years isn't what it used to be. got that right. It really is. I had a, uh, a kid that lives in Texas doing it electronically, telling yeah. his brother where to go dig. Yeah. Was he close? Uh, the, he was close. But I, I think it had already been picked up. Yeah. Was the brother back here actually laying in his bedroom watching TV? Yeah. <laughs> telling his well, brother he was out there. Yeah. I, I've told you guys the story, but it bears telling again. I told you guys the story of when my mother dragged me out to go treasure hunting. Yes. I would have been about six. She's in Como, and she's pawing through the snow like she knows what she's doing. And I lost my glasses. Ooh, Ralphie. In the, in the act of looking for the treasure, my glasses somehow <laughs> fell off my head, and now they're, they're buried in the snow. So you now her her energy is now to find the glasses. Sure. Because glasses were a big deal. Yeah, they were expensive. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She finds them and she lifts them up and says, I found them. All these people, these mad people with <laughs> with big greasy snowmobile suits on and axes and cannons and shovels and blunderbuss, they start tromping through Como coming towards her. And she goes, no, no, no his no. glasses. I found his glasses. Right. She thought, I thought we were going to get killed. <laughs> don't Didn't, lose your glasses, Ralphie. What was the prize money back then, you think? Probably don't, about 50 bucks. Don't sure. pirates have blunder buses? Yeah. You yeah. see yeah. the big funnel yeah. on the end yeah. of the muzzle? <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from, well, where are Your we mom. Now? We are in still Lake Las Vegas, Nevada from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. Uh, Jan 2-9. In 1900, a fire destroyed much of the business section of Morristown in Rice County. It burned 20 buildings, including a bank, post office, and hotel. Wow. Who's been? I I haven't. Oh, many times. To to Morristown? Hell yeah. Where is it? Just west of Faribault. (laughs) On this day... Very good, Rook. I get On it. On this Thank day, you. January 29th, in March 1906, day. Catholic Bishop John Ireland <laughs> dedicated the organ in the Church of the Immaculate Conception in Faribault. Huh. Boy, Faribault gets a lot Rice of Rice County's getting some love That's today. pretty nice gift. And on this day, finally, uh, one, two, in 2002... In a special election, Laos-born St. Paul lawyer Mia Mua was elected to the state Senate. She is the first Asian woman elected to the Minnesota legislature and the first Hmong American elected to any state legislature. Huh. That was on this day, January 29th in Minnesota history. Fantastic. Thank you, GLers. Don't Thank forget. you, GLers. Promos. <clears throat> Let's get to the promos. You know how you can find the promos? It's in that binder. What does it say? <laughs> Labeled promos. promos. Hey, if you are uh, like me and you just you cannot get enough of Garage Logic, join the thousands of GLers who have found us on YouTube. Just search for Garage Logic Podcast and subscribe for nearly daily content, including behind the scenes content, full segments, video shorts. That's Garage Logic Podcast. 
on YouTube. Then if you can read and you listen to the show, The Daily Logician is a great way to stay up to date on Garage Logic. The Logician is a daily email sent right to your inbox with the latest news and notes from Garage Logic. Sign up right now at garagelogic.com. You'll find the Daily Logician sign up form right there at garagelogic.com, the right hand side of the homepage. Up to 46. Looking good. And Podman, check it out online. It's a great, great app.